Aloha and welcome everyone to the 106th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel Podcast. I am your co-host Kevin Allen with me as always. I'm Catherine Toth Fox. And I'm Grace Maeda. And we are the Hawaii Magazine editorial staff uh, and we're definitely excited to talk to everyone this uh, while we're recording this on a, a very happy Aloha Friday, although it is a little bit cloudy been having some turbulent weather at these past. I saw your cat. You went to Waikiki to do a, a live. I mean, I was going to go down thinking it was going to be nice weather. And when I got, and I surfed this morning and it was okay. But as I was driving out to diamond head, it just started dumping. I mean, it yeah. went from like a pretty sunny day to like torrential rain, which is unusual in on the South shore. Um, I don't right, get it. Yeah. This weather is just weirding me out. It's We've had super weird stormy. weather. Yeah, it's supposed to storm next week, I think. Really? Again? Again? Yeah. Be a little I'm kind of over it. Me too. But we also have an itinerary for your rainy day. That's true. <laughs> we actually have a couple. So... We have like three itineraries. Yeah. Um, we had hail the other day, like the other yeah. week. Things yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, in the Wahiwa and Somewhere else where it doesn't normally, Wahiwa will hail every once in a while, but it was, there was somewhere else, was it like, uh, it was somewhere on the the west side, or the east side, excuse me. Oh, it was really? Like near, yeah, like near Haula or something, it just started oh. hailing, which is like extra I don't know, weird. but boohoo to us, you know, with the... I know. Yeah. We've had... Degree we, temperature and like... We've had really weird weather, though, these past, I think, like, have. the past two months. It's been, like, oh. rainy, cloudy, and then sunny for a couple of days, and then it kind of goes back to the rainy cloudiness. But this isn't the Hawaii <laughs> the weather channel. Yeah. It is not. We are not uh, Guy Hoggy, uh, although we, I wish I could be, um, but we are not. Uh, this is a Havlo Havlo Travel Podcast, and we're here today to talk to you about our next issue, um, our next print issue, which is actually, if you're a subscriber... You probably already have it, or it's going to be at your doorstep in a couple of days. Um, it is our biggest issue of the year. It is our Reader's Choice Award issue. Yay. And I just want to say already off the bat, if you are someone who voted in our Reader's Choice issue, if you're a reader who voted, uh, thank you so much, because we really can't do the issue without your guys' votes. And we got thousands and thousands of votes on everyone's favorite island to visit everyone's favorite town to visit your favorite new restaurant your favorite restaurant on the big island your favorite malasadas on Kauai. um you know without without you guys we really couldn't do an issue like this it's it's nice to think that we're the experts on everything Hawaii, but uh it's hard for us to really get to those nitty-gritty small you know businesses especially on the outer island so uh yeah just big mahalo to everyone who voted uh, i think it was I say it every year, but I think it was one of our best Reader's Choice Awards issues. Um, and yeah, so we thought we would just, if you haven't gotten it yet, or if you, um, you know, you're thinking about subscribing or picking it up, we're going to give you a little sneak preview, kind of talk about a couple of the stories that we worked on, because aside from the Reader's Choice, the big giant list, uh, there's also a lot of different stories that we worked on. Um, definitely our island hoppings and our Q&As are a lot of fun. Uh, just kind of kicking it off, I think, at the beginning of the book, one of my favorite stories to read was uh, Cat and Grace, although it was mostly Cat. I think you just wrote it, but uh, the food and weird bulls. But it, I know it was like a it was a duo pitch that you guys both kind of went in on. Um, I had a lot of fun reading that story. Tell us a little bit more about some food and weird bulls that people can How find. How did we get to doing that story? We were doing something. Were we on? Were we in Haleiwa? 
Yeah, we were eating a, an acai bowl out of a coconut. <laughs> okay. You know, I still have that coconut shell. I just <laughs> good. Anyway, at Haliva, um, Haliva yeah. Bowls. Yes, which are, they're known for their like acai bowls, pitaya bowls, whatever. And we, I don't know why we went there. Was it to get an acai bowl? Yeah, we were just walking around the town though, like looking for story ideas in general. And then and then we went there and got the acai bowl. And then we were like, oh my God, you can pay like whatever, 10 bucks yeah. or something to get a coconut shell that you could take home as a souvenir. Yeah. We did it. And then it got us thinking about how Banan does the, their, you know, Banan soft serve in a papaya or a pineapple yacht. Yeah. Or pineapple. And then so- how... You can drink shochu out of a watermelon. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was, I was really surprised at just how many different, yeah. like, ones you found. Like, there were, there were a lot. The grossest one to me was a spam can one. I did oh, not yeah. like that. Well, there, okay, so our we the problem we ran into with that story is that there were so many things in pineapples, and we didn't yeah. want to do right. pineapple over and over again. But um, so we're kind of looking for unusual things like the watermelon shochu thing, which has been around for a while. Like if you're frequent, if you frequently go to that particular restaurant, sister bar in town, they do that. Um, And I had just been out to the Four Seasons, um, Oahu at Ko'olina. Like this was not recently, this was a while ago. And I was eating at the fish house, which is um, Michael Mina's restaurant. And one, and it's on the menu. It says, if can, can. And I was like, what is this? And it came in the spam can. And so the first thing I asked the bartender was like, these are not like used cans of spam. Right. I, like, oh, I don't know. They're not. I guess they buy them special for the cocktail. And I don't know if you can keep the spam can. I didn't ask. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they recycle it. I don't know. But you have to have a, like a whole like a whole bag of like things that you've eaten out of the, your coconut shell, your spam yeah, can, yeah. your, it's like a, your hit list of like weird bowls you you've eaten out of. Uh, that was a fun story though. I, I was really surprised. I didn't know there was, there was so much to eat. The only thing I know is like the bread bowl, the clam chowder bread bowl you'd get at Disneyland or something. But, uh, Which you can't get here. Like, I don't know where they have a bread bowl. Yeah, dude. I'm sure there's somewhere. I'm sure there's somewhere, but I haven't been anywhere where you could order it. If there's I, somewhere that does clam chowder in a bread bowl, let, let me know because I'm still chasing that high from when I was 12 and eating that clam. I thought it was the best. It's great. It's a great concept. Did you eat? Was there any coconut like meat in the coconut bowl? Or no, was it no, just no, like, no, no. It was just the. It's a it's a bowl. I mean, it's a coconut bowl. So like polished and everything. Oh, um, wow. Oh, okay. It's not just like they split open a coconut and then. No, no, oh, no. That would be great. I mean, I That'd see cool too. having a souvenir and then you can reuse it. The whole point is it, is it, is so it's reusable, but like I love coconut meat. And so like I'd be so stoked if someone did. Do you really? Difficult yeah. bowl to make on, like made to order. You oh, realize. Totally. Yeah. It'd be really expensive. Maybe I should start off. Like you'd have to have coconuts everywhere like, to open up. Yeah, there, man, on in Hall Eva by itself, there's coconuts everywhere. Yeah, yeah but to get coconut meat actually is yeah. is not easy. You have to, it you you can't just pick a coconut off a tree and there's meat in it. It has to be very old coconuts, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't Otherwise know. you're gonna get water. And then sometimes if it's too late, you're not even gonna have water. Yeah. It's just it's not <laughs> that easy. You know a lot about the innards of a coconut. I have a coconut tree. I'm staring at it. I I do not like 
eating raw coconut. I, I also grew up with a couple coconut trees. Um, and like, we would always get guys to come over and they, you know, would take out all the coconuts cause they were super high up. Like you had to get someone to do it. And, uh, yeah, they gave me, I remember being a kid and they gave me a fresh coconut, coconut water and they're, you know, acting like it was so good. And I drank it. And I just thought it was the most rancid thing. <laughs> do not like, I mean, it could have been rancid coconut water. It could, you know what? It, it could have been. Could've, yeah. My yeah. neighbors, both like growing up and more recently when I was on Maui, just like always had coconuts that they would give me and just would bring out their machete and just chop it and give me a fresh. Dude, okay. that's pretty rad. I have a thing about coconuts. Yeah. You do, Grace? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I, well, I went through that phase where I drank a lot of coconut water. Oh, wow. I didn't know about this coconut water phase. Yeah. Listen You're nuts for coconut. You you should have been there when we went on that coconut tour yeah. in uh, Maui. You would have loved that. Punakea Farm Farms? I don't know why I remember that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes those things, those business names just like stick with you in your brain for eternity. And that means it's a good name. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. No, that you're not wrong. I'm I'm already scoping out. I know we're off topic. Um, but speaking of foraging things, I'm already scoping out people with like mango trees. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because summer's coming up and I don't know what if it's super kosher to do this, but like if someone has like a mango tree with like a lot of mango and they're like falling on the ground and stuff, can you like knock on their door and be like, Oh, like, yeah. Hey, is it okay if I pick you? I know I noticed that you have a lot of mango is it okay. If I pick some mango, like get, like ask them. Like, I would guess you feel- so. I mean, it's, you can ask them, but you can't just go on their property and grab it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. No. That what, okay. What if the coconut tree is hang, hanging out like a branch is hanging out into the street? Oh, then it's legal. It's legal for you to take it. It's legal? Oh, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, I'm very excited. Uh, season. You're very excited? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, me too. Oh, I love mango season. And I was, all right. I was doing a little walking tour of Kalihi with uh, my girlfriend and her mother. And her mom just walks up and down Kalihi. And man, talk about fruit trees. Like if you need a forage for fruit trees, there are so many fruit trees in Kalihi. Like, they grow everything there. It's fantastic. Uh, so I guess now I know where I'm going to go get my mangoes. Speaking of, I don't have a good segue, no. to be honest. It's growing things. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Grace, <laughs> with the segue. Grace, growing tell things. us about, yeah, tell us about this Protea farm you went to on Maui. It's part of our island hopping section. It's our oh, island it, hopping Maui. So lovely. I personally love Kula on Maui, it's such an idyllic, pretty, serene. That's upcountry. Calm, yeah, upcountry. Like all the tranquility and like all those types of words that you imagine just like describe Hula so well. So it was really fun learning about this Protea farm. Um, it's second generation family, uh, female owned. Um, and it was just really interesting to learn about like, Although it sounds like a very large drop, it's not really. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into, like, managing a farm. It's a really small team. They also, like, do farm tours. So that's added things you have to do on top of your to-do list. Um, But they create, like, these magnificent um, bouquets. And they're just so beautiful. So it was really fun. And they offer farm tours to the public. It wasn't just, like, a I got to go check it out. They do weekly farm tours. And they um, have workshops, too reading your story um like a million times during the editing process i was really interested uh to read about like how i guess the biggest problem for like protea farms on maui is that like there's just not a lot of people who want to do it like it started with like a lot of people or you know like a couple farms being set up but now a lot of their kin 
you know, the original farmers are getting kind of older and a lot of their kin don't necessarily, because you're right, it, it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I, I just kind of associate anything with farming to be more work than I'll ever do in my life because it's, it's like a lot of manual physical labor. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting that, yeah, like they're the biggest problem for them or just reading the story or one of their biggest problems was like, so no one wants to pick up the family businesses. Like they're just, they don't know, they don't have anyone to do it. Yeah. And I think that's face, that's an issue that a lot of farmers face, like no matter what you're growing and something that a lot of um, people have to deal with. And like um, Paige, the farmer, she was explaining to me that like their neighbors who, you know, used to grow cabbage or cucumber or whatever, a lot of, yeah, like they're going out of business because those kids so then their grandkids don't want to take over the family business. In my head, it sounds so fun just being a farmer, but I know it's a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like such a simple life, but then it does. Obvious, it obviously is not. It's and a lot of you really long get, hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's definitely Kat, you're kind of a farmer. What's it like? <laughs> um, no, I'm not a farmer. I mean, <laughs> you no. grow. grow things. Your your but, husband is in aquaponics. Yeah. I mean, it's well, my, so my husband works with farmers all the time and it's, it's not, I mean, how do I explain it? I think there's a lot of benefits to it in that you have your own schedule. You sort of do things as you want to do them, but it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, land is expensive, but also labor is expensive and other things. And then you're kind of at the mercy of mother nature. So, you know, like people always say, and I'm sure the Protea farm is similar, you know, Hawaii has great year round weather. So a lot of crops can grow year round, which isn't the case on the mainland or other parts of the country um, because they have winter. But what you don't realize is winter kills all the, all the pests. So what Hawaii farmers have to deal with, that's very different than mainland farmers is this like year round pest issue. And so, I'm sure the potato farmer has the same issues, but it wouldn't be something like growing tomatoes here is like challenging because there's so many pests that don't ever go away. Mm-hmm. So right. we have different kind of issues here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I give people credit who want to farm because I feel like it's a lot harder and more expensive to farm here than it is in other places. Mm-hmm. If that makes that's sense. Good in, that's good information coming from our farming expert, <laughs> veteran farmer, Captain uh, Tough well, you know, I see, I I see your home garden. You got a nice little home garden going. You, you guys everybody can do you guys can all grow like on your balconies. You can grow. Oh no, I've oh. Tr- I've tried. I've tried. Even my green onions didn't survive. Okay, that's you can grow my, green onions in a like cup with water. Yeah. My basil did not survive. I've got whatever the opposite of a green thumb is a black thumb, brown thumb. It's not, it's not going to happen for me. Hmm. Anyways, you know, what is going to happen for me? Uh, you do love the ocean. <laughs> I do love the ocean. Shark's Cove. Man, this is our best of the best segues uh, today. Uh, yeah, no, I wrote a, I wrote a little story about Shark's Cove. This is real behind the scenes, but sometimes I don't want to write about stuff because I'm like, oh man, this is kind of my thing. Um, you know, it's like, ah, I really, but then the Shark's Cove is already so busy. It's like, ah, you know, it's okay. Um, I, I can write about this now. It's, it's gotten, it's, it's quite busy. You know, sometimes you want to keep things for yourself. Um, but Shark's Cove is definitely not for myself. Uh, 
it definitely was a place though that I went to a lot as a kid. Uh, Sharks Cove, that's on Oahu's North Shore. Um, it is, I would say, probably the best place to snorkel in Hawaii. I know it's a big that's statement. Steep. Yeah, that's a big yeah. statement. It's a big statement, but I feel like you just get, especially if you're kind of a comfortable swimmer, like if you can swim pretty well, um, there's like a big main basin area that the water is kind of deep. It's probably like 15 feet deep. Um, so if you're not comfortable swimming, you know, in that kind of water, it can be tough for you. But if you're comfortable swimming and you're like a good water person, um, man, you can, there are so many fun things to do in Shark's Cove. There's underwater tunnels. There's really great tide pools for kids and, and families that are just like crystal clear. Like, uh, they're very protected because, uh, they have a lot of lava rock protecting these tide pools from the kind of main break and the main surges and swells that come in. So I've actually seen, you know, big days on the North shore. And then those tide pools are still just completely, completely flat. Uh, and you can definitely see schools of fish in there, but yeah. in the main basin of sharks cove, um, you know, I remember growing up as a kid and just, always going with my dad. Um, and you know, we would try to uh, dive as deep as we could. Um, there was always a cave that you can find if I'm not going to give out where that is. If you find it, you find it. Uh, there's a cave that you can actually swim, um, under into the water of the cave. And then if you keep swimming, it actually opens back up into the ocean. Uh, but it's completely covered. So you have to be able to hold your breath for, you know, maybe 30, 45 seconds while swimming. So it's kind of a tough, it's a tough thing to do. And I actually wasn't able to do it until I was an adult. Um, but it is without a doubt, one of the best, uh, the best sites you can see while snorkeling, um, turtles sleep there a lot. So you'll oftentimes see a lot of turtles kind of sleeping as you're swimming by. Uh, yeah, no, th this, this article was kind of like a guide to Shark's Cove because I do feel like it is getting a lot more popular too. I mean, it was, again, it was always popular. It's not like this is like a hidden secret thing. Shark's Cove is super popular on the North shore. Um, but you know, if people are confused as to where to park or maybe if they forgot to get goggles or anything like that, uh, I think this guy definitely has a lot of good information um, for folks, um, specifically where to park. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, definitely just like a big love letter to Shark's Cove. Again, it was easy for me to write because I just, I went so often as a kid. Um, and, you know, even beyond that article, if you do go to Shark's Cove, just, you know, feel free to explore a little bit. Um, obviously don't put yourself in any danger or put yourself anywhere where you think you might get swept out or anything, but, uh, it's a great place to explore. It's a great place to spend the day and you have like food line right across the street. So you can go get a poke bowl and have lunch. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, have you guys ever gone to shark's cove? No, I, now I want to, I snorkel. but also I still think that's a pretty bold statement that it's the best snorkeling in the state. I don't believe well, that. It does. I was looking at our previous Reader's Choice um, Awards list, and it it was number two last year. Oh, I don't know the what readers it agree. But on Oahu, was it on Oahu? On Oahu, we don't have an all island best beach for snorkeling. Oh, but on Oahu, it won. It was like number two, next to Hanama Bay, of course. Right. So. Yeah, and I, I get Hanama Bay for sure. Uh, the thing I also really like about Sharks Cove is that. Like the school of fish there are huge. Uh, and specifically, I really love the parrot fish. Um, I don't know if I haven't seen parrot fish in too many other places um, in Hawaii. I'm sure they're around. Obviously, they're not just in Shark's Cove, um, but it's a really great place to see parrot fish. And those guys are freaking huge uh, and incredibly colorful. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely recommend Shark's Cove. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best. You can, you, you can call should, 
In your show notes, you should link to the video that we did a while ago because you did that at Sharks Cove, right? Yeah, that was me, my prime modeling of my life. Oh my God. That's not why I'm saying to post it. I'm saying like, it's another resource for people. To see, you know, see my ripped abs. No, I got you, Kat. <laughs> I, I, I did one. You made fun of me about this. I did one of those shots where I like, I had the, or it was a videographer's idea. All right. First off, but I like grabbed the sand and like went up with the sand. Oh yeah. Was, that was, mm. it was the closest I've ever felt to being an Instagram influencer. Uh, and hopefully the closest I'll, Hey, that video got a lot of views though. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Shark's Cove is fantastic. Again, and even if you're not a strong swimmer, go to the tide pools. The tide pools are really great too. Obviously, I think it's kind of the main basin area that has the most to check out. Um, but, you know, if you have kids, like small kids, maybe don't know how to swim, the tide pools never will probably go above your an adult's shins. So a kid's chest, I guess. I don't know. That's basic anatomy of a child. Definitely not, but like close enough. I get, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been near a child in a, in a while, I guess. I don't know. Kat. What? Talk to me about Miss Barry's cookies. Cause you oh. went, and did you meet Miss Barry? Of course I did. <laughs> I don't know. This was a story that you did when I wasn't here or something. Oh. Maybe I was here. No, no I don't, know I don't think I was not. here. No, you no, weren't. It was just ahead of time. It was like two issues ago. We were, we went. Because it was when we went to uh, Waimea and stayed oh. at, yeah, it was that's for right. the epic getaways. That's right. Um, oh. so it wasn't, I mean, it's not like we stumbled upon it. Um, whenever I go to Kona, if I remember, I like to stop at Mrs. Barry's uh, Kona Cookies. It's a little shop about, I don't know, Grace, like three minutes from the airport. It's really yeah. close to the airport. And it's in this industrial area. And I, I always forget about it. And then lately I remembered and the last couple of times I've been to the big Island, I, I go and buy it. And, um, one day when I was there, I had just, you know, casually asked a woman at the counter, like, can you buy this anywhere else? And she had said no. And I was like, are you, sh I swear I've seen this like at Costco. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, you can only buy it from this location. Cause I noticed a lot of people, if I posted it on Instagram would say, Oh, can you bring me back some Mrs. Barry's cookies? And I'd be like, can't you get it like at longs or something? Yeah, anyway, go to Safeway. Yeah. Apparently you can't. Um, and so I thought, Oh, that might be an interesting story. I mean, it's really popular with locals, really popular with locals. I don't know if a lot of, um, visitors are aware of Mrs. Barry's cookies, but a lot of locals um, know about it. And a lot of people on the mainland who've lived here or Kama'aina that have moved away know about it because they do get a lot of online orders for her cookies. And I just wanted to know a little bit about it. And so when we went back to the Big Island, we scheduled an interview with Mrs. Barry. She's a real person. And Grace and I got to sit down with her. Um, she recently retired and her son and daughter-in-law are running the store, although she does come in like a couple oh, times a week and does, yeah, does Costco runs and everything. But um, it was just an interesting story. I mean, it's this, we wrote about like the history of the shop, but it's, um, it's also inspirational. I mean, she was a school teacher that basically quit her job. Um, not that she hated it, but, you know, she wanted to do something different. She got a horoscope and she read her horoscope in the paper and it basically said, um, you're ready for a change. And she cut it out and she kept it in her wallet. And when we, we were there, 
she actually brought it out and showed it to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she still keeps it in her wallet. So it's an old piece of paper. Yeah. Actually, it was in very good condition. I mean, this is wow. from the 80s. So it's yeah. born. Um, but anyway, she won a contest. She made, she, you know, she baked. I mean, she baked for fun. It wasn't like she was a serious baker, but uh, she applied. I mean, applied. She entered a contest to use macadamia nuts um, in, in a cookie recipe and she won. And that sort of got her thinking, oh, maybe I could do this for a living. So she does. Um, her cookies are really good. I was going to ask, have you had them? Yeah. No, they're real. I mean, if you like, they're more on the crunchy side, right? Wouldn't you say, Grace? They're more on the crunchy side. Like the peanut butter cookie was so good. That's probably one of um, her first cookies that she made before she launched her business. Um, and she still serves the cookie that won the award in 1970-something or whatever and hasn't really changed the recipe. So I don't know. It's a cute place to stop by. I it's think such like, a, it's such mm-hmm. an anomaly too, I guess that like for a small business to remain so small, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times a business like that will like try to expand out a little bit, but I kind of re- read, you know, I read the, again, I read the story a million times. Um, and you know, she kind of talked about how you either go big or you stay small and they decided to stay small. And I think that's just like a really, yeah, it's very true business. That's good business advice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. stick to what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a good job. And, um, she actually, this is around Christmas time. And I guess she does Christmas, like kind of, was it Christmas? It was like at the end of October or like early November. Yeah. It oh, was like right. a little bit kind of a, far, like kind of far out. It was like, early, yeah. but apparently she does her house like crazy. Yeah. Um, and she lives in, um, Holuoloa. So she had like given us her phone number and she's like, call me and come to the house. And, like, <laughs> Christmas. Like, I guess she goes big. So we went to Holuoloa, but it was like too late and we were on our way to the airport and I didn't want to call her, but we drove by her house. It's nice. Yeah, it was big. We, well, I mean, I, we didn't see the whole house, but she definitely does get into the Christmas spirit, let's just say. That is fantastic to hear. Man, yeah. And speaking of uh, scheduling and timing, this story almost didn't even happen because <laughs> they're doing like some store renovations, a little behind oh, the scenes yeah. action. They were doing some store renovations while we were trying to shoot the store. Uh, and we could not, I think those photos came in maybe two or three days before we went to press. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a little stressful, a little, I was losing some sleep over that one for sure. Um, I also, I'm not going to get too much into it cause we don't have too much time remaining. Um, but I wrote a couple of things about a uh, hula halal, um, on, mm-hmm. on Oahu in, in Kailua. Um, and they're actually going to be competing in the upcoming Merry Monarch Festival, which is coming up next month. Um, or I'm next sorry. Month. No, this week. In a week. This, in a week. I know I get confused of when we're uploading this. Yeah, it's in April. Uh, it's actually going to be one of the, or it's going to be the first Merry Monarch that's going to kind of be open to the public again. So they'll have like, you know, public admittance for the seating. Obviously, if you don't have a ticket already to watch it live, you're definitely not going to get a ticket now. Um, they're very hard to come by. Um, but yeah, it's kind of their big, um, you know, they did one last year, but it was a, a bit more private. This is kind of their big return to form. Uh, obviously a Hawaii magazine will definitely have a lot of coverage. Um, you know, how you can watch it, um, kind of what there is to do if you're, you know, because there's a big arts fair and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we'll definitely do a recap of the winners as well. So you can come to Hawaii magazine for all that information. Um, 
And yeah, uh, let's see. Anything else? I'm not going to give away too much of the Reader's Choice winners. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give away too much. You're going to have to go to HoyMagazine.com to find those as well. Uh, our Reader's Choice Awards blogs will be going up so you can see kind of the some of the bigger categories who won. But if you want to get the full list, uh, that will also be up on our site uh, in April. If it's not up already, then it will be up uh, in early April uh, where you can see all of the winners. Um, that'll, be on, that'll be on our site. But that's about it, I believe, from this episode. We're going to have a very special episode next episode. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, but it'll be a very special episode and we're excited to do it. Um, yeah. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to throw in? Before we're, hey, Grace, where can people find us? Everywhere. Um, Everywhere. <laughs> Newsstands, also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok. We're pretty much everywhere at What You Magazine, um, especially on the web. So follow us, like us, subscribe on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Kat, what should they give us in, re- in five? How many stars should they give us on their listening platform? Oh, um, sorry. Hold on. Thank you. <laughs> that's the whole thing when you work from home. There's <laughs> that a delivery man? No, that's our de- our mail carrier. Oh, um, wow. some mail. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So yeah, rate us. Um, please subscribe. And the more you rate and comment, the more people get to know about our podcast. So please do that. And then if you have any ideas for a podcast or questions or anything you want to talk about how Kevin's hair looks ridiculous um email us at media hawaiimagazine.com or at Kevin just email him directly and tell him he looks ridiculous Kevin A at hawaiimagazine.com and give us questions thank you Grace for answering the question (laughs) um yeah thank you all so much for listening we will be back again in two weeks uh and we hope you have I don't know a good two weeks I guess